0: Thanks for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. Our hope is that it helps you discover completeness in Jesus. Now, for this week's teaching. It's me again. How's it going? So, tonight, like I said, we are talking about our words. And truly, the whole point of tonight is for you to understand and for us to understand that our words are powerful. And this is something we can observe. This is something that we know is true, right? Like, you hear a certain phrase and you immediately have a reaction to that phrase, right? Like, like you hear phrases in life and you either, like, sometimes it actually, like, convinces you to, like, move and do something. Other times, maybe it makes you feel something. Other times, um, maybe, well, sometimes maybe it's a negative feeling that it has on you. So, so... Words are powerful. They have intense power and meaning in our lives. Like, like, for example, if I were to say to you, it's a boy, you'd all think, oh my gosh, someone's having a baby, right? Like, you, immediately your brain goes to a certain thing, and you know that those words have meaning, and they actually involve a certain, like, person, Or if I were to say, like, we're going to Disney World, you guys would be excited, right? Like, you would get into that, you'd be super excited to go to Disney World. If I said, uh, if I said, Houston, we have a problem, right? Like, you'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, do I want to know, right? Like, what's going on? What's the sitch? And then if I followed Houston, we have a problem with the toilet is clogged, you'd be like, no scos, I'm not, not me, Right? Like, words have meaning, they have power, and they evoke in us, they, they make us act. The things that we do, the things that, that we speak, have power. And there are, there are, you know, more intense examples of that, where you've heard news before, and immediately, like, you get a pit in your stomach, you know, and and you know like this news is going to it's going to be hard and for for months you're going to have to deal with the repercussions of that news right or sometimes you hear news and you have hope like you're like i will i will wait i will prepare for this day because it is an important day right like will you marry me those that news those words they get you ready for something right and you start preparing For something. So they have the ability to change our lives. They have the ability to move us from one thing to another, from one action to another, from maybe not moving at all. And our words tend to be this culmination of of our beliefs, the sum, the total of our beliefs and our desires, right? The words that we speak actually are said because of some belief that we have in our hearts and James the brother of Jesus wrote a book in our Bibles it's in the New Testament and uh, in the third chapter of that book he kind of like takes a break and he has this like poetic paragraph about our words and and what they mean and 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 how we use them and just the power truly the power that they hold But leading up to that that paragraph about our words, James is making one point. He's making one point up to this point in his book, and that is when you believe in God, when you believe in the God of the Bible, your actions prove it, right? Like the things that we do are actually the result of what we believe, And in chapter three, it's really no different. He's he's, he's maybe like adding on to that and saying, it's not just your actions, but it's also your words. Your words show people what you believe. Our words reveal what we believe. They reveal what we believe about each other. They reveal what we believe about ourselves. They, They even reveal what we believe about God. And so James takes this break to say, Our words are important. How we use our words are important. And and I want to read. It's it's a good chunk of of verses that I want to read with you today. But all of these verses, I mean, James feels strongly about these words that we are using. And so I want you to follow along with me. I'm going to put the the verses up on the screen, and there's going to be some, some of the words are going to be in red, okay? So when the words are in red, I want you to read them. Can we do that? Yeah. Thumbs up? Yes? Okay. So let's read the verses together. James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. It says, Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault is perfect able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body... Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small start, spark. The sun also is the fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but. is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So, lots of words, lots of imagery, right? Like, we've got a ship on the sea, we've got a a fire in a forest, we've got the bit in the mouth of a horse. These are big examples and, and illustrations for just how powerful, just how important our the words that we speak out of our mouth are. And, and clearly, James seems to be convinced that our tongues should not be in charge. Like, our mouths, the words that we speak, they should not be the leader of our lives. In fact, he says, you need to figure out how to tame your tongue. Like, a wild animal needs to be tamed. Has any of, have any of you ever tamed an animal before? Okay, okay. Like maybe a house cat <laughs> or like a pretty already domesticated dog, right? But have you ever like seen a wild horse before? A wild horse has no reason to think that you could control it. And it will, it will try to convince you of that as well. But someone who tames horses can tell you that you have to know The horse, you have to know what upsets the horse. You have to know what the horse needs. And eventually, you can tame a horse. But James says, like, good luck with the tongue. That's not happening. You can't do it. He literally says, no human being, that includes everyone in the room, no human being is able to tame their tongue. But words are powerful. Words are powerful. And so you and I, we have to figure out, we have to decide how we are going to tame our tongue. What needs to happen, I guess? If we can't tame it, who can? And and what does that look like? And, And what does a tamed tongue look like versus an untamed tongue? Well, let's start with what we know. That our words reveal what we believe about each other. If you were to take an inventory, maybe literally, maybe just of today, if you were to take an inventory of what you said today, who you said it to, why you said it, I would, I would guess that the majority of you in this room would at some point raise your hand to the, to the question, like, did you mean to say that? No, like, no, you didn't, right? It just came, you, you probably would say something like, I don't know what happened, like, it just came out. I didn't think. I wasn't thinking, right? And, and so our words, they reveal what we believe about each other. I can, I can still remember many times where those words came out of my mouth, like, I didn't mean it. I wasn't thinking. Namely, like, when my parents left the house and they left my older sister in charge and I was not really that happy about that And I would tell my sister to her face, like, you're not good at this. You can't, you can't, you're not mom. You don't know, right? And all of a sudden, what I believe about my sister sounds a little worse coming out of my mouth. I I remember other times when I would talk about the girls on my volleyball team who were getting the playing time that I wanted or, or the boys that annoyed me when they weren't around. And I don't, I couldn't tell you, I don't know if all of those people remember all of the things that I said. I don't know if they remember how they felt, but I can tell you that, that I remember. I remember especially the times when people's words hurt me. I remember especially the times where people said something they thought I didn't hear or or my friends told me something later that someone had said about me. I remember one specific time in third grade, this is the first time I can remember hearing something that I wasn't supposed to hear about myself hearing something that someone had said about me while I wasn't in the room that they thought I couldn't hear. And I remember the pit in my stomach. I remember the feeling of having to walk back into that room. James calls that a fire in the forest. The words that we say and the impact that we think they might have it's always bigger than the spark. It always grows. But I can also remember the times in my life where people that I loved, people that I respected and looked up to, my friends, my, my, my teammates, and all those people, that they encouraged me that they like showed me something that I couldn't see because maybe I was stuck in what I was hearing other people say about me that was negative. I remember the times where people had to remind me of the gifts that God had given me and that encouraged me to use them, who could point out to me, hey, Emily, you love inviting people to things. You love including people. You should do that for Jesus. Like you should invite people to church. You should invite people to know Jesus. Jesus. And I remember those times, those times too. I remember when words literally changed who I was because people were kind enough to speak them to me. Our words are powerful. They are powerful. They have meaning. I can also remember the times where, you know, my, my thoughts and, and words towards myself were the things that stuck in my mind. Whether it was the insecurities that I couldn't get over, whether it was the things that I, was, I couldn't achieve at school, whether it was my worries that I couldn't seem to get out of my head, the, the things that I kept speaking to myself, sometimes those were the hardest to get over. Sometimes those were the loudest words and the most powerful words. And I, a lot of the times, let myself define who I was instead of who God defines me as. Our words are powerful. And they don't just reveal what we believe about each other. They also reveal what we believe about God. Now, here's the deal. We believe about God that he knows us. And that God himself is the one who is not like every other human being. That he himself can help us tame our tongue, to help us change our words so that what we believe on the inside is expressed on the outside. And God is the creator of those people that our words hurt. God is the creator of those people. James says that everyone is made in the likeness of God. And so, people, when you are speaking, to someone made in the image of God, you are speaking about God's creation. And if you believe that God is a good creator, but you speak about his creation like it's bad, we've got to change our our words. We've got to change, we've got to let the inside of our heart and our beliefs match the outside of our words and our actions. Because God is a good creator. God is the best creator. Every word he's ever spoken is true. He's never tried to trick anybody with his words. He's never tried to just take advantage of somebody by saying the right thing at the right time. God is a good creator, and he doesn't use his words to harm. He uses his words for life. And we're made in his likeness. Because God's words have power, our words have power. And Luke 6.45 says that a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. This whole last series we've been talking about the book of Acts, and there's been a main character in that book, the Holy Spirit, we talked about at the very beginning that the Holy Spirit is our power, it's our fuel for the mission that God is sending us on. And we, we know, we believe that when the Holy Spirit, when we believe in God, when we believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and he lives life with us. And only the Holy Spirit knows your heart. Only the Holy Spirit can come into your life and, and get the, de- the death, the destroying words, the wrong beliefs out and put in life and, and encouragement and things that build up. Because the craziest thing of all of this is that God uses his words to talk to us. And God tells us how to use his words over and over and over again. In in the 10 commandments even, God says, you will want to use your words to just swear by my name so that people trust you, but but don't use your words for the truth. Jesus says, hey, don't call your brother and sister a fool. Don't say, Raka, don't use your words to hurt people. Instead, use your words To bring life to people use your words to be kind use your words like Jesus uses his words to bring people back to life and James reminds us in his book in verse 5 if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you if you don't know what words to say let God do the talking if you don't know the words to use, if you are overwhelmed by the words you hear people speaking at you or the words that you are saying to other people, ask God what his, what he would say to the people you sit next to at school. To the friends who you know when you walk out of the room, they, they're probably saying things about you. Ask God what he would say. And I would encourage you, start in the Bible. God has spoken a lot of words to us. God's words have declared us forgiven in the Bible. God's words have declared us loved. God's word have, has declared us that we are sons and daughters. God's word has declared that we are his ambassadors for the good news to all the world. God's word has declared that we are forgiven. God's word has declared that he loves you and that he's your father. God's word has, has declared that he will stay by your side, that he is not ju- that you are not just his servant, but you are his friend. God's words are words of life. God's words are words of refreshment, that when you hear them, it's like a, it's like a drink of cold water because they're true. So what will your words do? When you don't, when, when, when your words seem to be failing, when, you, when the words that you speak seem to be destructive, when they seem to be hurtful towards the people around you, when you don't have nice things to say, maybe don't say anything at all in the moment, but maybe ask God, what would he say to the person sitting across from you? When you are finding it hard to think of someone kindly, when you want to talk about the girl that left the room or complain about the teacher that's doing their job, (laughs) or point out someone's insecurity or burst out into anger and use inappropriate words, think of the one who created those people. Think of the words that he has spoken about those people. When you're finding it hard to think kindly of yourself. When all you see are your faults. Or you can't seem to stop worrying about everything in your life. Or, or when the things around you seem too overwhelming to handle. And you are telling yourself, I cannot do this. I, it seems impossible. Think of the one who created you. Because... He speaks life, not destruction. God's words have been powerful to you and to me. God's words in in our lives has offered us resurrection. And because God has created us in his likeness, our words are powerful. And we want the true ones to change us. If you believe that you have a good God who created you with his words, then let's take the step tonight to think, let's believe that, that that God who thinks that your words are powerful knows how to use them, knows what to say and when to say it. Next time you're confronted with a person that that you want to be anything but kind to, think of the person who created them. Next time your thoughts are overwhelming and they seem like you can't escape them, think of the person who created you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your words to us. Thank you for who you say that we are. I pray that you would teach us who we are, that you would give us hope and, and joy and life through the words that you, you speak to us. I pray that the people in this room would do the same thing for the, the people sitting next to them, for the people that they sit with at school, for their siblings and their parents, that we would be people who build up instead of tear down, that we'd be people who speak life, instead of death. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christ Church, visit us online at cco.church.